Hello, Dan Housen here. Dan Housen here to tell you to listen to the Rough House podcast, hosted by Christoph and Marty Housen. Christoph Housen, yes, very good. You both got the Housen in there. Anyways, have a nice time. Love that, Dan Housen. Listen to this podcast. It's very nice, very evil. The Rough House podcast, Housen. Dan Housen is so powerful. Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Christoph. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Rough House Podcast, episode 296 for October 16, 2022. Greetings. I am Marty. Salutations. I'm Christoph. Thank you for listening. Yes. Don't forget to check out our Patreon page. Yeah. We've got uh, a lot of content over there. I, I did a little, like a little inventory to remind myself of just how many fucking episodes we've done over there yeah. for our patrons. And um, there's a lot. Yes. So there's a lot of these Rough House Divideds that we do. There's uh, over 20 Schlegel soapboxes at the uh, $5 tier. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even, you know, at the regular tier, if you dig back into the archives when Justin was, you know, a regular on the show, there's a lot of Justin content in there as well, too. And, uh, you know. What we've been watching, episodes and movie reviews and uh, Rough House redos. And Rough House Divided. A whole, divided, lot of good stuff. Uh, yeah. whole bunch of great content. Uh, basically, you can assume for every single uh, proper episode, there is at least a singular patron episode. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, uh, yeah that, that's another almost 300 episodes of content, at least for you oh, to God. enjoy. Uh, if you are enjoying this anyway, uh, this is a pro wrestling podcast folks. And, uh, it was another wacky week in the world of pro wrestling, more returns in WWE, uh, a trip to Canada, uh, for AEW. But I think what we probably want to start talking about here is, uh, what my boy woke up bright and early to post about, which is, uh, (laughs) last night was, uh, triple a triple mania. Triple yeah. X. Uh, th- this was, I think, the was third. Vin Diesel there? <laughs> no, no, no. This this was the thirtieth Triple Mania. Jameson. <laughs> the 30th. Well, I just dated myself with that porn star reference. Yeah, Jesus. yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Um, <laughs> Riley Reed was she there? Uh, you know, know what? what? There you go. There, there's something more modern. I mean, I have no yeah. idea who you're talking about. Uh, sure. Yeah. Uh, wink. Yeah. Uh, Triple Mania. Thirtieth <laughs> uh, anniversary edition. I believe this was the third Triple Mania this year. Uh, but this is definitely the biggest. Uh, and yeah, actually, you know what? I just I just brought up uh, the recap so we could talk about uh, some of the different uh, occurrences. And it says okay. right at the top, AAA continues to celebrate their 30th anniversary with their third Triple Mania of the year. So three Triple Manias oh, to celebrate wow. 30th anniversary. I thought anniversary. you were just being facetious. No, I did not no, realize our third Triple Mania of the year. Yeah. Uh, all, all the big uh, AAA shows this year were called Triple Mania. Anyway, headlined... By our boy, Penta El Zero M, Pentagon Jr., uh, yeah. a mask versus mask match, him versus Volano 4. And yeah. uh, it was an absolutely crazy, bloody brawl. 
uh, including yeah. Penta's mask being torn asunder and his gear, his bodysuit, showcasing uh, those sweet abs he's got these days. Dude has uh, put the work in, yeah. I will say. He got yoked. He, uh, he, yeah, he looks fantastic. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's literally the total package. Like, if I were going to create a pro wrestler from the ground up, it would probably be Penta. Uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know just in 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 everything um you know the charismas turn to 11 um you know it's got a a good style uh you know the lucha libre style but he's also you know does really good in the brawling sort of situation there um you know he's he's a perfect that's why the lucha bros work so well Mm -hmm. is phoenix is going to do all the crazy shit and penta's you know being the base or um you know, just beating motherfuckers up and throwing Sierra Miedos in their face. He's fucking yeah. awesome. So, and, yeah. and uh, I, I will say this brawl less shtick heavy from Penta, uh, but uh, uh, that got the double juice. And uh, again, uh, a very, very big brawl. This was the final of the Roulette de la Muerte tournament or Deadly mm-hmm. Rags tournament, uh, which was kind of a fun concept. The idea was the losers progressed in the tournament. So each time someone <laughs> lost, they progressed on, and the loseriest of losers would face off in the finals in a mask versus mask match. Now, obviously, Penta not going to be the dude dropping his mask, so I, I, sure. I don't think that was ever in question. Uh, but Volano Four, he's he along with the other Volanos, has been a mainstay of Lucha Libre for ages. I mean, the Volanos were also notable uh, in the uh, cruiserweight era of WCW. So, like, this guy's uh, done everything, been everywhere, and uh, 57 years old, loses his mask, revealed as Tomas Diaz Mendoza, and he's been a Mendoza! Pro- I-, I love how they, like, not only take off their mask, they reveal their real name and age. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he mentioned he'd been a wrestler since he was 15. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, so, uh... 42 years of that's more than I've been alive. Yes. Yes. Uh, so, uh, not by much Penta wins. Uh, but obviously the, the big emotional moment was Volano unmasking and revealing who he is. And, uh, shout out to the user on Twitter who posted the photo of, uh, that actor who played Lisa Simpson in that one episode, because that's exactly (laughs) what he looked like. Yeah, it was pretty spot on. I did chortle at that this morning. (laughs) Very good. But hey, man, that's just another um, skull in the graveyard as opposed to a feather in the cap for yeah. Penta. Uh, yeah. I mean, I he mean, took his arm. You know, he, he hit the arm breaker like three times on it. So, uh, so <laughs> yeah, right. that going for him. Uh, also on the show, I mean, uh, El Hijo del Vikingo uh, successfully defended yes. his AAA mega title against Ray Phoenix. This was said to be yeah. an unbelievable match. This is this is the one more than anything I'm going to track down. Yeah, this is I've seen some gifts from it and yes, it same. is uh what I've seen is just, you know, uh Vikingo just I don't know how he has to have like some kind of super soldier serum or something in him uh <laughs> just to defy gravity the way he does. It's 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 fantastic to watch. He he must have springs or shocks or something installed in his legs 
because he he's got does those undercover the- brother platforms that just uh, <laughs> rise them up. Just- yes, yes, because like for for as awe inspiring as Phoenix is, and and he is and remains, he continues to be. Yeah. You know, uh, all indications again from the magic of gifts was he was as wild and incredible as as always. Uh, mm-hmm. Vikingo is even more awe-inspiring. Why this guy has not been on an AEW show is an absolute, like, fuck-up from everyone in that company. Yeah, well, I think it's a visa issue from what I've read with him. He was having difficulty getting a, a visa still, to come man, over if, and work. If Tony you Khan, gotta pull some diplomatic strings here, you know? If Tony Khan can figure out a way to make Roosh job, he should find a way to get Vikingo in the States. <laughs> It's interesting about Roosh, and I don't remember him having a match this week, so we might not get a chance to talk about him. But his like his history of being difficult to work with in that respect kind of brings this loose cannon esque feel to all of his matches. Like, is he going to fucking play ball here? Like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't know if he's just because you know it's a very lucha libre sort of thing to go into business for yourself. 100%. Um, and he certainly sticks to a lot of the traditions of lucha yeah. libre. Yeah. A- ask court Bauer about La Parca and his kids. Like, <laughs> yeah. He will tell so you. I will say whenever I do see Roosh on screen and it's a match that he's definitely like, you know, for the title against Moxley or whatever, uh-huh. like uh-huh. there's no way he's going to win this match. But yeah, there's always this wild card of, is he going to do fucking something stupid? And it oh, definitely, yeah. you know, makes me not have my phone in my hand while Roosh is on screen. So uh successful, successful bit of business on Roosh there. I mean, that that was the bonus of him versus Hangman a few weeks ago, because both dudes put some extra mustard on everything they were doing. Oh, yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I, I think it was definitely Roosh just being Roosh and being like, okay, I'm I'm going to do my thing and take some liberties and that sort of thing. And Hangman being like, fuck your shit. I'm going to punch you in the face, which we'll talk more about uh, when we get to the AEW <laughs> recaps for the week. Yeah. Uh, also yeah. on the and show, uh, worth mentioning, um, one of the dumbest booking decisions I've ever heard of. So they had a, a trios title three-way match. Okay. And the three teams were the uh, Rudo American team of Brian Cage, Johnny Caballero, a.k.a. John Morrison, and Sam Adonis. Sam Adonis, okay. who is currently... Impact uh, guy? Uh, uh, MLW guy. He's, uh, he's Corey Graves' brother. Oh. Yeah. He's also I'm been sorry. popping up a lot on MCW shows recently. Um, oh, okay. But uh, it was them... Against Bandito, Laredo Kid, and Psycho Clown, and the defending champions uh, of El Quatero, Forstero, and Sanson, also known as Nueva Generation Dinamata. Mm-hmm. They announced this match, you know, weeks ago when they did the big press conference and all that stuff. Sure. They announced while everyone was coming to the ring that you could only win the titles by pinning the champions. So Brian Cage, Johnny Caballero, and Sam Adonis won by pinning Laredo Kid, but because they did not beat someone from the the NGD trio, they do not become champions. Yeah, that's stupid. Like, I can certainly believe in kayfabe that Brian Cage, Johnny Caballero, and Sam Adonis are big, dumb Americans, but why? Made, yeah, made no sense. Yeah, huh? I will concur with you on that. That's that's silly. 
I did see a big uh, monkey flip gif from Brian Cage tossing one of the uh, luchadors out to the outside of the ring onto a bunch of other luchadors. That was fun. Uh, Also, uh, Bandito did a big press slam on Brian Cage, which looked insane. Also looking insane was Bandito's mask for the match, which was like kind of Venom looking. It was pretty dope. Okay. Uh, All right. Also on the show, uh, Taya Valkyrie successfully defended her Reina de Reina's uh, title. Uh, against Camille okay. from NWA, said to be a very good brawl, uh, okay. and uh, we have new number one contenders for the Triple A tag team titles currently held by FTR, the uh, Hermanos Lee duo of Dragon Lee and Drillistico. So let's get that on fucking TV. Yeah, yeah, bring them over, man. Let's go. Uh, they defeated the. Anytime I see Dragon Lee on my TV is a good day. Absolutely. Uh, they they defeated the team of uh, Arez and Willie Mack, Commander and Mistiz, 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 and uh, Lo- the Los Vipers duo of Latigo and Toxin. Um, there was also another Marvel match, which was not on the U.S. broadcast. Huh. interesting. What and I thought was broadcast on Twitch. Uh, it was broadcast on Fight. Or they actually they, they actually got upgraded oh, really? to Fight this time. Um. But uh, hmm. what I thought was interesting, and again, this wasn't on the U.S. broadcast, is they announced <laughs> that there will be a Marvel AAA show on Disney Plus launching in December. But they didn't clarify if it's Mexico only or if it'll be available in the States as well. I hope it's available in I the States. I would watch that. Yeah. Uh, I did see another snippet of news come out that somebody asked Conan uh, about Kenny Omega and Conan said that he tried to get Kenny Omega to film a video mm-hmm. to use on the pay-per-view and uh, Kenny replied that he couldn't due to ongoing legal uh, things. So, Interesting. yeah, Interesting. I mean, again, Conan said it. So great. The biggest. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and, and Conan's definitely going to lean to kayfabe uh, at pretty much sure. any given time. Um and from what I understand, the Spanish commentary for the AAA show mentioned Kenny See? Omega multiple times during the, the mega right. title match. So who knows what the hell's going on? Yeah. Anyway, well, let's go. No, from- Kenny, no, Kenny in Canada, no, Kenny in Mexico. Yes. So, but Hey, you know. at least one company got members of the bullet club this week. Wrestling Federation for over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. The Good Brothers are back in WWE. You can fucking have them. Let them. (laughs) (laughs) With every subsequent photo of Triple H and his Infinity Gauntlet, I am applauding the fact that I don't have to see these guys on wrestling that I watched. I'm like, you take your fucking carrying crosses, take your fucking Bray Wyatt's, take your fucking hit rows, and you can take your goddamn good brothers and shove them on SmackDown where I will never see them ever. And applaud. Triple H until my dying breath for keeping them out of shit I like. So thank you, Big Paul. I mean, not the other Big Paul, but yeah, you, yeah, Big yeah. Paul. Yeah, yeah. You know, not to be confused with with the giant. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we call him Tall Paul. Tall Paul. That's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Papa H right. is Big Paul, and then Coronary Paul. Big we'll call him, I guess. Tall Paul. Bypass Paul. Bypass yeah. Paul. There we go. <laughs> Vape Paul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not be confused Low with Logan EF. Paul or Jake Paul. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Low ejection fraction, Paul. There you go. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Just a uh, hard failure. Neck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
So uh, the Good Brothers are back on WWE programming. And Good. they are realigned with AJ Styles because it's going to be a feud between AJ Styles and the Good Brothers against Judgment Day. Uh, sure. So uh, it's going to be them against uh, Finn, uh, Damian Priest, and Dominic Mysterio. So that's going to okay. be the thing. I the interesting thing about this care. entire <laughs> fucking yeah, I, I don't care about them being over here, but the interesting part of it is that uh, Carl Anderson is the New Japan Neverweight Open champion. Yes. Uh, so, and New Japan World was retweeting shit from the WWE this week, which is bizarre. Fucking weird. So, my understanding, based off of uh, a, an update as recently as yesterday from Fightful, uh, similar things were said in this week's Observer Newsletter, is that the Good Brothers had a signed deal with Impact but a verbal deal with New, New Japan. The, the Impact <laughs> on, deal Gano. ended uh, earlier this year, I think right at the end of summer. They did a farewell match against the Murder City Machine Guns. Right. Um, my understanding is, at this point, Anderson and Gallows will be allowed to work the shows they were already booked for for New Japan, including the forthcoming Never Title Defense, against Tama Tonga. Uh, I think it's coming up on oh, November 5. Uh, but also, gonna win that one. they're going to be allowed to work Wrestle Kingdom. And I've heard... Really? I've heard some rumors that Shinsuke might be working Wrestle Kingdom in terms of a uh, homage Inoki to Inoki. tribute. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that he made the trip over in that photo with... Uh, what it was? It was Tana, mm -hmm. Shibata, and um, and Shinsuke. Yes, at the, the, um, the new Real Three Musketeers, or, as they were called. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's going to be fucking weird if this year there's more WWE contingent than AEW contingent on Wrestle Kingdom. Well, you know, it's a new regime, so... It is. You know, I guess... It's, Paul try and, and uh, you know Triple H was trying to get that uh, NXT Japan thing going for uh, uh, the longest time. So and they were maybe trying this to, is... That's how they were trying to keep uh, uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah. Before he, you know, went over to AEW, that's they right. were like, okay, let, let's see if we can work it out where you can work yeah. New Japan at the same time. Uh, so there, there is definitely um, precedence for this. <laughs> It's just yeah. really fucking weird. But what I wanted to dig into is, it's, and I, I know I said it last week. No, oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, what was that? The lore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, no, no, we, L -O -R -E, lore. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about Bray Wyatt in a minute. Okay. I know we talked about it last week, but are any of these returns really moving the needle beyond perhaps Bray because I, I guess Bray is bringing in the ratings we'll, we'll see what what Smackdown did ratings wise uh, yeah th this coming week but I, I just look at everyone they've brought back and it's been on a near weekly basis since Triple H took over you have the damage control uh, Bailey back from injury and then EO signing a new deal coming to the main roster Dakota Kai yeah. being brought back from being fired. Mm -hmm. Kind of a... To me, that's probably been the most positive, but even in that, okay. EO and Dakota, yeah, they're the women's tag champions, but they're just flunkies now, and you know yeah. they, they serve to lose matches so that they can build more with this Bianca Bailey thing. Uh, even mm -hmm. though Bianca retained her belt at Extreme Rules. Um, 
This feud must continue. You're getting pretty good with that, I gotta say. I'm trying. I gotta I'm say. Trying. It's a tall bar uh, to, to eclipse. You a know, tall, tall like bar. <laughs> you're 1A right below the Fink, so, <laughs> you know. You. I, I, and then Justin I, Roberts is like, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, in, yeah. The he's, he's basement, in the basement, the sub-basement. Yes. Uh, that sucks. Carrying Cross. You know what? I'll say this. They push the guy. They absolutely push the guy. I give zero fucks. They're they're pushing him. They're pushing him hard. Yeah. Johnny scan Gar- through the crowd and see how many carrying cross t-shirts there are. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. Uh Johnny Gargano. Okay, cool. Yeah, you pop the internet on that one. <laughs> one Fun. side of the internet. Fun. Cool. Candice LeRae, same deal. All right, fine. Yeah. Braun Strowman, he, he's on TV a lot, but I, I don't know anyone who's really super thrilled or excited. And it just feels I can tell like CC three, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. it, it it just feels like we're we're in this same repetitive yeah. thing with these people because they got called up, and it's funny because it, that was Triple H's like thing in the press he would always say well you know i don't want to call any of these guys up unless we've got something for them they got mm-hmm. called up but now they're just people like who gives a mm-hmm. shit not me clearly <laughs> but yeah. I, i'm not yeah, yeah, i'm yeah. not and seeing anything that says like oh you know what triple h man he he really he's really turned it around on these guys individually you know i, I can't see anyone no, I pointing mean- and saying like you know what Braun is better now than he was two years ago. Braun feels like he's the fucking well, same that he was two years ago. I'm sure there are people on Twitter saying that, but these people, you know, are not people whose opinions you want to put stock into. They're, they're, but, they're the same people who will, who, uh, when they got let go, was like, you know what? They didn't need Braun. Braun was just a, right. uh, yeah. a barnacle on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> One, I mean, you know, Wrestle Cringe is both a good and bad Twitter account. But yes. When they find they they dig into the tweets of somebody who says something positive about one of these people, like you just said, and dig into a tweet from two years ago saying this guy's garbage, get him off my TV. It's like, come on, guy, come yeah. on. Yeah, it's just you know, at least be consistent. I mean, if, if I, I'll, I'll throw a lot of a lot of hatred at uh and spew a lot of filth at wwe i will admit when i'm wrong um but i'm mostly consistent with the people i hate (laughs) yeah yeah no 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 you you do not really shift opinions on individuals it sounds like bo dallas is coming back which cool i don't even know why I believed back in the day, but yeah. um, you know, I, he, he's not going to get me to turn in of tune into any fucking show. Well, you he love, gonna, what's he going to do? You will love what apparently is being brought back for, which ties into the big story of the week, which to, is on Friday. To his big bro. Yeah, on Friday, on SmackDown, the big main event segment was the return of Bray Wyatt. So we had him make his surprise, quote unquote, surprise return. Sure. At Extreme Rules at the end of the show, quote unquote, after it went off the air. Yeah. A whole bunch of pop and circumstance. So then on Friday it was alright, here we go. Let, let let's let's find out what he's doing. What is the mission statement? Where are we going from here? And instead, you had Mr. Big Spooky talking about, you know what, the fans, they were there for me when times were tough, when times were hard. I didn't know if I believed in myself, and they believed in me, and I'm going to take you on a ride. Why is he doing this? 
Why? Why is this the route that they're? Go- I mean, it'd be different if is he gone- a, is he a baby face now? I guess he's got the fucking black phone mask on. Yeah, yeah. Which he's got that could and- not be more obviously ripped off. Sure. Yeah. But it's just like I mean, what? I'm- what? Why? 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 You you debut him and I it was my complaint last week. You debut him and there's no direction. Mm-mm. You have this big moment. You have people watching on Friday. Maybe he's gonna attack Roman. Maybe he's gonna attack Drew. Or maybe somebody's gonna attack him. Maybe someone's gonna attack Yeah, exactly. Like maybe some the plucky baby face is gonna turn heel or have this big blood feud between him and Bray Wyatt, whoever it is. He, he comes out and he thanks the fans for all their love and support. Okay. And if there and is anything. Roll credits, that's it? Nothing it, happened? Nothing happened! If there is anything, and I know this is going to make you cringe when I say this sentence. <sighs> if there's anything The Undertaker got right, mm. he didn't break kayfabe until Hall of Fame. True. I'll give you that. Bray Wyatt. I didn't like when it was happening, but yeah. Bray Wyatt has been a spooky cult clan leader from the swamp. He's been a weird, demented Mr. Rogers. He's been a big slasher fiend thing. Demon thing. Now he's a guy with self doubt. All right. Good luck yeah. with that, guys. I guess. So uh, the, the the rumor of where this is heading is, and it's why his name is what it is on Twitter, is we are going to see the Wyatt Six. And the Wyatt okay. Six are made up of those characters we saw in those spotlight glimpses in the crowd at Extreme Rules. And the individuals okay. in said costumes are going to include Joe Gacy getting called up uh, from NXT, the Dyad getting called up from NXT, Bo Dallas, and uh, uh, Alexa Bliss is supposed to finally be Sister Abigail. Uh-huh. So that's the move. That's the plan. Cool. Now, now you might be wondering, mm-hmm. who is he going to work? No idea. And my favorite part of of all of this is in the Observer. This He's a week. shitty worker. <laughs> that's that's actually it. In the Observer yeah. this week, you know, uh, Uncle Dave he, he went in there and he was writing about everything. He was writing about you know uh, how he's sold a lot of merchandise for the company, how he's got such a great creative mind when it comes to the build of these storylines and that sort of thing. Uh, well, the concern internally is. He has great ideas for creative. He has great planning in terms of story beats and that sort of thing. He can't get it done in the ring. And every single person with a handful of exceptions, those being like Kevin Owens and Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson, whatever you want to call him right now. No one knows how to work with the feet. And the concern is that this is going to persist, that Bray isn't going to be able to hang. And I will say this, and, and no judgment, but let's remember what his profession is versus what my profession is. He's not looking like 
he's in the best shape of his career. I, I know is uh, that way back when he was Husky Harris, they, yeah. they would say, uh, "What was it? The 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 tank body with a Ferrari engine." It looks like that engine needs to be serviced, kids. Yeah, let's get a tune up on that boy here. Um, yeah, I. There's a lot of issues with the fiend character. It's too overpowered. Like there's nothing. You know, it's like just equated to something that we'll get to in a couple minutes. But there's no reason why Jack Perry should be beating Luchasaurus. And thankfully, Luchasaurus won that match because he's this big, massive dinosaur evil guy. Uh, and that's the issue that you kind of run into with with characters like that. Yeah, especially you know ones that put so much work into the lore and the the backstory and the stories and yes you do need stories in pro wrestling but you also need to fucking wrestle otherwise go off and write a tv show why did you come back like if you want to tell those kinds of stories and you know you have to back it up in the ring and if you can't then you probably shouldn't be pro wrestling that's just my take on it yeah uh him the 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 worded rumor of him making low budget horror movies really was the move i think (laughs) yeah that he he could have literally just been an icon on the horror movie circuit or horror movie convention circuit for ages to come uh yeah which is a lucrative gig yeah god only knows how much money he would make from your friends alone (laughs) Yeah, like a lad's run. They're actually at that Baltimore celebrity convention thing right now. Baltimore, strong term for where they are. <laughs> yeah, well, the Millersville Celebrity yeah, yeah. Fest. No, no, I know, but it's called the Baltimore CelebCon or whatever yeah. the hell it is. Anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I digress. Yeah. I digress. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I'm a simple man. Just give me a point in direction. Just give me a point in direction. I said it last week. CM Punk came back and he was, you know, he said his business, he did his thing, but where did he, where did it go? Darby Allen. Yeah. Right from the jump. Bray Wyatt. Thanks, everybody. It's real nice to be back here. Like, what the fuck? (laughs) I don't need my spooky swap man telling me he's happy to be here. (laughs) Snap some necks, brother. Let's go. Japan Pro Wrestling had a big fall show, the Declaration of Power show on October 10th. That was this past Monday uh, and Mm -hmm. had a few notable things occur. Uh, Surprise, surprise. Jay White uh, successfully retained the IWGP World Heavyweight title over uh, Tama Tonga. And I want to correct myself from earlier. Carl Anderson will be defending the Never title against Hikaleo, not Tama Tonga. Had my mm. had my New Japan somehow confused. Um, But what is boy push? Yes. Uh, what is most notable about uh, the show is actually a number of outside of the ring decisions. Uh, so not not actual match finishes, but things that were announced and things that were showcased throughout the show. Uh, first things right. first, new member of LIJ as CMLL's Teton has joined yeah. the group. Uh, he showed up and uh, aided the group after their match with United Empire. So uh, okay. he... He showed up under a mask, despite being a masked individual himself. So he he did the old sting. He took a mask off to show his mask, which um, classic. Love no it. notes. No notes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ten out of ten would watch again. 
Master Wado, this was actually in ring. Master Wado pinned Taji Ishimori in a non-title match. Kushida still out with the uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease. Uh, yeah, so, I don't need photos of that, Kushida. Please stop posting <laughs> photos of your crusty hands. Yeah, yeah, okay? that, that that that's up there with Jr. posting uh, his foot post cancer surgery oh, and uh, Marty Jannetty yeah. showing his ankle surgery. Please, Ugh. no, thank you, no, thank you. Yeah. But what I thought was kind of interesting is this is resulting in a four way at Wrestle Kingdom for the IWGP yeah. Junior Heavyweight Title. Taji Ishimori defending against Master Wado, Hiromu Takahashi, and El Desperado. Yes. No Kushida to be found. Well, I mean, maybe he's uh, they have another plan for him or something. Maybe they're going to do a time splitter reunion uh, at Wrestle Kingdom or something. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Yuji Nagata. That that should fuck. I mean, yeah, the match should be awesome. It's just kind of weird that Kushida got brought in and it was literally like, I think his new T-shirt says he was the missing piece of the junior division. And it's like, well, continuing on. Junior division. Right, I forgot right. the tag part on the shirt. Um, Yuji Nagata revealed the new young lion from Kazakhstan. His name is Oleg Bolton. Very nice. Uh, Sorry, he, I had uh, to. It's okay. Uh, he's just a big, <laughs> beefy dude. Uh, and okay. then the parts that had a lot of people scratching their heads, and I would love your thought on, they unveiled a new championship, Chris. Oh, my God, this fucking thing. The New Japan World Television Championship aimed at younger talent with an emphasis on speed. 15 minute time limit for each each match. Each title match will be posted for free online. uh, And these will be headlining some of the uh, smaller house shows. But uh, another title in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Yeah, I mean, I don't certainly don't need another title. Um, but I kind of like the idea of the 15 minute time limit and yes. emphasis on, on, you know, the f- speed and flippy sort of, uh, side of things that I enjoy. But however, the belt design is absolutely fucking atrocious. It looks like a fucking Swanson's TV dinner tray. It is laughably terrible. Yeah. It's, it's not great. Uh, very, very weird. Um, and also, Taking a look at the tournament, I don't know who these young talent that they're planning on pushing here are. Because okay, who's an attorney? I know it's already been occurring because I know y- Yoshihashi is one of these young talent, apparently. Yes. Uh, so the 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 t- the uh, people who have been in totality, this was the tournament lineup: David Finley, Yoshinabu Kanemaru, Alex Zane, Zack Saber Jr., Jeff Cobb, <laughs> Yoshihashi. Aaron Hanare, Evil, Taichi, Sonata, Hiroki Goto, Kenta, Ren Narita, Tamahiro Ishii, Toriano, and Great Okan. That is basically every single New Japan tournament of the past two years. Yeah, and anybody who doesn't already have a title, essentially. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Mine is Bushi. Or you say Bushi. Uh, Bushi is not on there. Just... Uh, no okay, Bushi. Right. I guess Bushi and Teton will be tagging for the foreseeable future. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, this, uh, I mean, that's an interesting lineup. Um, and I know matches have already been occurring the past few nights. They've had shows. Um, I haven't been doing well in my predictions on the, uh, new Japan app. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just another fucking tournament, man. Another fucking tournament. And <laughs> so far, uh, what we're looking at in the quarterfinals, uh, evil Yoshihashi, Zack Sabre Jr. David Finley, uh, Kenta and uh, Sonata have all 
progressed. Advanced. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd love for uh, a ZSJ or a Sonata to hold this. Uh, Fuck it. Renarita. <laughs> He's Go. not even in the tournament. I thought you said his name was. No. You said his name. Did I? I don't think I did. Yes. Hang on. I'm looking back. <laughs> oh, shit, he is. Yeah, he's going against Ishii. <laughs> My bad. I fucked up. No, Re- Red Narita right. would make the like, most Hey, sense. I mishear things. Of, I'm pretty sure I heard Red Narita's name. Of all the people in this listing, Red Narita would make the most sense. But also, that means eliminating Ishii round one. I, you know, what's... She's never going to be a fucking world champ, so, you yeah. know, what's eating a loss to a returning from excursion young lion, you know? Or yeah. former young lion. He's not a young lion anymore. Boy's grown up! <laughs> yes. Uh, by the way, this marks the 12th title currently in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Jesus. Yeah. yeah IWGP World Heavyweight. IWGP US heavyweight, IWGP junior yep. heavyweight, never open yep. weight, strong open yep. weight, IWGP mm-hmm. tag team, IWGP junior heavyweight tag team, mm-hmm. strong open weight tag team, never open weight mm-hmm. six man, king of pro wrestling 2022, IWGP women's championship, and New Japan World Television Championship. There you go. There's a dozen. That makes a dozen, Tap. Yeah. That's a lot of belts. Did you hey watch man, Shingo versus the, uh, ELP? Nope, but I know Shingo won. So I saw a photo of ELP with a pacifier in his mouth and Shingo uh, lording over him. So at least uh, all's well in Denmark in that, or all's well, well in Kobe in that. Well, he, no? uh, he, yes. Is there shenanigans? ELP did say that Shingo is his daddy, but that caused yeah. him to go into a bit of rage. He attacked Shingo and then broke the trophy. So uh, Good, kill the title. Get it over this with. This feud... Must continue. God, if that's what Shingo saddled with at Wrestle Kingdom is a match with fucking El Phantasmo. I did hear it was good. I'm not. No, I don't dislike El Phantasmo. Yeah. But Shingo's on a different fucking tier, man. That's fair. Shingo's S tier and ELP's B tier at best. Fair. On his best day. Fair. Let's, let's be honest here. But, yeah, I was just like, that's that's all weird. Also announced at the uh, Declaration of Power show, uh, Wrestle Kingdom 17 will be uh, in honor of Antonio Inoki. Um, yeah. Which we speculated would be the case anyway, but it became official. They were supposed to announce it at the Declaration of Power show that he was going to be uh, crowned lifetime chairman. Um, but, of course, he passed away before the announcement. Uh, also, uh, right. just kind of in a, a random note. Uh, former New Japan Young Lion Katsuya Kitamura passed away this week at 36 years old. I saw that. I don't know that guy. Uh, I think he was but just before sucks. your time. Uh, the Swole Vampire, he was known as, because he had uh, an interesting mouth guard that looked like vampire teeth, and he was jacked okay. as fuck. Yeah. Um, but he ended up uh, kind of stalling out in the uh, Young Lion world, and, and that was that. Mm-hmm. Um they also, also announced uh, the, yeah. the main for Wrestle Kingdom. It's uh, Okada and Jay White for the yes. title. Not surprisingly, Okada Jay White will no. be the main there. And we're going to be getting a tease of that at the New York show on the 28th, as the main event for that show will be Juice Robinson and Jay White versus Kazuchika Okada and Eddie Kingston. Bless. <laughs> Let's go. Absolutely. Eddie wild. Kingston and Okada in a tag team. That's, that's just 
randomizer um, tag teams, and I'm here for it. Also announced for that show is the rematch for King of Pro Wrestling 2022 trophy, Shingo Takagi versus ELP. Fans pick the stipulation. No announcement okay. of what the possibilities are. Um, it'll be a two-night Believers stand Backlash in New York. match. <laughs> uh, it'll be a two-night stand in New York as the night prior to Thursday. It'll be a Halloween special called The Night Before Rumble on 30, or, excuse me, 44th Street. Uh, it has a mystery lineup, so no announcement of that will be in advance. Okay. Both shows will be on Fight TV. Uh, and you can get okay. them as a uh, standalone bundle, um, so, or, or excuse me, as yeah. standalone or as a bundle. Um, so I will yeah. not be going to New York for the shows. Yes, yeah. Uh, well, the twenty uh, eighth show is completely sold out anyway. So now I will be going to New York, however, uh, the day after my birthday in February to see fucking Power Wolf. Hell and yeah! I'm beyond fucking psyched for it because they have been one of my favorite bands in the past few years and they're finally this is their first u.s show ever and they're playing the uh palladium theater in times square and uh me and the boys got ticks so it's sold out i think that's the exact same venue that new japan's running oh is it yeah it's the old best buy theater or or it was something else before that uh best buy slash playstation theater yeah it's it's, playstation theater it's now palladium and that's where new japan is running those two nights oh nice um but you know you talk about first u.s shows let's talk about a first canadian show hey i need to get a fucking trophy that says best segways podcasting yeah just get a little just get a little golden Segway, S E G W A. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Uh, uh, no, I know what I'm spending the afternoon Googling. <laughs> Christmas A-E-W. coming early for you. Uh, AEW well, <laughs> was live in Toronto, a two night stand, live dynamite on Wednesday, and then they taped Rampage on Thursday, which aired on Friday. <laughs> oh boy, do I have some opinions about these shows, Chris. Uh, okay, all right. I did not watch Rampage, okay. uh, Disclosure, okay. but okay. Well, I know some things that fucking happened and some people who showed up, which is yep. less than exciting. We'll get yep. there. Yeah. We'll get there. So, uh, Rampage, you're not Rampage, excuse me, Dynamite kicked off with the yeah. on-screen debut of the newest member of the broadcast team announced just hours before showtime. The rumors were true. Renee Paquette, the former Renee Young, a.k.a. Mrs. Yeah. Knox is now yeah. part of the broadcast team. Someone needs to smarten her up, though. If you're going to be on two different tapings, you need to have two different outfits. Uh, as she <laughs> showed up on Friday, on Friday's show with the same clothes. But it's okay. She came out and called out Christian Cage, who immediately cut a promo on the Maple Leaves to ensure that even though he was the Torontian on the card, he would get booed. Yeah. I mean, you know... I- it's almost I, I know it's an old trope, but they even made fun of the trope the other week and they still fucking do it. The old yes. sports team attack yeah. thing It's you know, it is what it is. Right. Uh, and that led right into our opening contest, which was Luchasaurus versus Jungle Boy Jack Perry. It's official. Jim Ross's want is the way it will go. He is now, quote unquote, Jungle Boy. Jack Perry. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, of all the things JR has said uh, over the course of his AEW tenure, that's one of the ones that makes the most sense. Yeah. Um, you know, he's not going to be a boy forever. 
So, and if anything, by the end of this feud, he should just entirely drop it and have a completely gimmick change. Uh, that is my but, exact issue. I hope that's where this is heading because Luchasaurus yeah. not only won, he won pretty clean. Yes, Christian distracted Jack Perry climb by climbing up on the ropes, but Luchasaurus hit a super choke slam and a burning hammer for the win. And yep. what was a very good match from both guys. Um, yeah. One of the rare instances where you have two guys who are friends and obviously want to give each other a good match, and they actually yeah. deliver a good match together. Uh, I I thought the match was very good, but what I need more than anything in this, and I think we talked about this even as far back as you know the build to All Out. Mm-hmm. We can't have grim, gritty, serious Jungle Boy coming out the fucking Tarzan boy and wearing his loincloth. Yeah. I, I, I need a shift. Cut his hair, yeah. change his outfit, and I realize I'm sounding like Justin here, but like I, I need an aesthetic change to Look, really it, like shit, sink my teeth into this. It, this writes itself, okay? You do a mask versus hair match Yes. between Luchasaurus and, and Jack Perry. Jungle Boy loses. Wait, wait, wait. What mask on Luchasaurus? Okay. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Stop. Well, that's his face. He's a dinosaur. Don't look at me like that. Um, he's a so dinosaur. That's, that's your face. You know, he's, he's not going to lose it. So, yeah. Hair versus Cut face. the hair. <laughs> yes. Decapitation match. Scalp versus decapitation hey, match. Hey, if, okay? if WWE could run an eye for an eye match and have fucking yeah. Rey Mysterio pop his eye out like he's an old Ghostbusters action figure, like, let's go. <laughs> and then they just kind of, he just came back and his eye was fine. Yeah. Like, he got a replacement, like Thor showed up and gave him, or uh, Rocket Raccoon showed up and gave him an extra eye to, to pop in. And, I, I guess you know. so. I guess so. Uh, okay, but yeah, sure. uh Luchasaurus won because this feud must continue. Uh, yeah, because Christian's going to be Ended out for seven at months. Here, please. Oh God. Yeah. No. This this is far from over. Um. Then uh, Renee Paquette had her first backstage interview, and of course, it was interrupted. Uh, she was talking with Ethan what? Page and Stokely Hathaway. A backstage interview got interrupted. Yes. Get out of town. Ethan Page and Stokely Hathaway were there with Matt Hardy and Private Party, and. What a weird way for all this to play out. The The storyline as it was, was that Matt wanted to liberate Private Party from LFI. Mm-hmm. He was going to try to do something to get them away from Andrade and crew. So Jose, the assistant, sold the contracts of... Pri- exactly. Sold the contracts of private party to the firm, which meant that private party Fuck. was now part of the firm, which meant that on Friday, we're going to have Ethan Page versus Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy match in 2022, my favorite. Uh, and if – sorry, it wasn't against Matt Hardy. It was against Isaiah Cassidy. Uh, if if Page beat Isaiah Cassidy, uh, Matt Hardy would yeah. have part of the firm. It was just like, wh- wh- why? Why? It's so convoluted. And I don't care. I don't yeah. care about Matt Hardy. I care very little about private private party these days. Yeah. Um, this is not the way I want to see Andrade used. Um, this uh, fuck. This is just this is bad. This is bad TV. Yeah, I. 
we, we talk about whether or not the juice is worth the squeeze a lot here. I don't even know yeah. what juice they got from it, but they squeezed like a motherfucker. Oh, man. Yeah. It's bad. This is bad. Do not want. QT Marshall was then on TV. <laughs> yeah, he was, which is not never anything I want, but at least yeah. they, he got beat up by Warjo. Yeah, because so. he was making fun of the Warjo name, which, you know what? Fair point. I don't disagree. It's pretty bad. Uh, but, you know, uh, he and Nick Camarado got murdered for that. Um, and post-match, uh, QT Marshall got an extra power bomb, which brought out Preetz Nana and the rest of uh, the embassy. The embassy. And uh, they were saying, hey, you know, we have issues with you because you stuck uh, your nose in our business with FTR. FTR comes out. and uh, I've got beef. Let's yeah, fight. Yes. And uh, Dax lays out a match for Rampage. And uh, he's like, you know, we can't ask Warjo because they just had a match. He said, uh, you know, we, we, we need a partner. We got a perfect partner. Hey, what time is Rampage on? And I just want to point out, it may not be aired at that time in Canada, Dax. <laughs> but still, not a great sign that no one knew what to say when he asked what time Rampage was on. Yeah, that's not. <laughs> it's also, there's probably people going like, you're taping on Thursday this week? I don't know what you want yeah. us to say. Right. But then it's because he meant 10. And he meant 10. Which isn't even his fucking gimmick anymore. Well, it is again, bud. Because he was doing the whole fucking thing on Friday. Because noted Roughhouse podcast favorite, Sean Spears is not only back in AEW, <sighs> but he's a baby face. Man. <laughs> uh, throw him on the scrap heap. Okay. <laughs> I just... This prompted you know, me what? to go to Verizon.com and ask the fine digital assistant, <laughs> how can I cancel my cable? Please don't, because then I won't be able to watch Dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's okay, because it only got worse on Friday. More on that in a few. Great. Right, so you're telling me I don't need to watch Rampage. Uh, no, I it. mean, Rampage was a pretty fun show, but then there's that extra bit at the end. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway, Tony Schiavone was backstage with uh, the JAS to talk about the main event, uh, or what we thought was going to be the main event, uh, him versus Danielson. Uh, Parker called Danielson a liar. Um, Jericho says he sees Garcia as a little brother. Garcia hasn't taken his calls. Uh, Jericho said uh, tonight isn't about cheating because he's the Lionheart and all will honor the Ocho. Then we had Swerve Strickland against Billy Gunn. Uh, and I thought this match was very fun match. Very, very fun. And and props to yeah. Swerve, because he got a lot out of a little. Like this was yeah. not a, a work rate match for Swerve. And I'm a little no, sad. The internet let me down here. There was a great moment before the match really started where Swerve side eyed the audience for chanting for Billy Gunn. And mm-hmm. uh I need a gift of that, and the internet did not deliver. I, I might have to make that one on my own because it was it was wonderful. Uh, the swerve... best part of this oh, was this was this was on at the bar where I was doing trivia. Mm-hmm. And one of my teams looked up and saw the scissor me daddy ass shirt. So then <laughs> I, I, I I felt compelled to explain the situation here, uh, and they were they were hooked. They were they were their eyes did not leave the TV. <laughs> the, at least the rest of the segment, like this is. This is great. I'm like, yeah, cheers. 
Great stuff. Swerve ends up winning with a roll up with feet on the ropes. Nice little heel move yeah. there. Uh, and, and you know what? Eye for an eye on that. Billy Gunn gave him the tag belts. Fuck it. He could steal a pin over Billy Gunn. Sure. Uh, I, I mean, Swerve should not be losing the Billy Gunn in 2022. Right. So, yeah, this is right. this is definitely the way to go. Well, after the match, the acclaim comes out to check on Billy Gunn. They were teasing a three-way scissor. But out comes Mark Sterling. Yeah. Who clarifies that they, or more accurately, he has registered the phrase scissor me as a trademark, which means right. the acclaimed cannot use the term scissor me. Otherwise, he will sue them. He gets all the money from the T-shirts. The hand gesture belongs mm. to him. And, of course, in victory, he yells, scissor me, daddy niece, which was just, <laughs> just good stuff right there. It's it's kind of it's kind of a genius gimmick for this slimy douchebag lawyer to just steal and copyright everybody's shit. Like I'm I'm kind of into it. I I loved it. I I thought it was great. Uh, Except for Taz, because Taz smartly uh, registered a trademark of his own of yeah. uh, "Beat me if you can, survive if I let you." Is that yes. is that how it goes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. This is turn. Of he free. registered his own trademark on that. So good on you, getting ahead of the game there, Taz. And credit for whoever in AEW legal did this. If you go to the U.S. Copyright and Trademark Office online registry. If you yeah. look up Scissor Me, it is literally owned by Mark Sterling. I love it. Yeah. So wonderful work all. Uh, Alex Marvez was backstage with MJF, and MJF cuts a fucking wild promo. Uh, he he gets interrupted by Stokely Hathaway. MJF absolutely motherfucks Stoke for yeah. getting involved where he shouldn't have gotten involved and, and, and that sort of thing said uh, that this was strike two, and if uh, if Stoke didn't leave, it'd be strike three, and he was fired. But MJF cuts this promo about having a, a storied past with Regal. He didn't know if he was going to shake the hands of, of Wheeler Yuta. And he cuts this promo about, like, you know, Yuta's the good guy, and good guys always finish last. And talking about how he's the bad guy, and he hates himself for it. But it's that same hate, that self-hatred that drives him, and he has to be the best, because otherwise he will continue to hate himself. And I was just like, this is some wild, compelling shit. Yeah, he's 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 like an onion. Yeah. He's got layers, man. He's an ogre. Oh. Or a parfait. Everybody likes parfait. It's <laughs> <laughs> quality 21-year-old Shrek references right here on the Rough House Podcast. Look, That's why people listen. There are Shrek raves happening. Oh, like, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, Shrek, Shrek is having like, a, a very major resurgence in the year yeah. of 2022. I get it. Yeah. So. So Tony Schiavone's in the ring talking about the uh, Dynamite match on Tuesday. It's going to be Hangman Adam Page against John Moxley. Mox gets called out and uh, Mox comes to the ring, cuts this nice babyface promo about how, you know, it feels great to be back in Toronto. But as world champion, you know, there's always a target on your back. Most crumble under the pressure, some faster than others. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge, wink, wink. wink. Yeah. And uh, he says Hangman Page's name, and immediately out comes Hangman Page. And, yeah, with purpose, too. Yeah. And again, you know what? Justin might be right about those jeans looking real fucking dumb, because they are <laughs> real fucking weird. 
but not my style. Not my. I wouldn't choose to wear them. But no, you know. But whatever. you know what? If he likes them, cool. Whatever. But what? you know what? The the walk is more important than the jeans, and yes. the walk told the story here. Yes, because as we've talked about on this very show and, and a lot privately, the thing I loved about the end of Hangman's run was he transformed from anxious millennial cowboy to you know happy to be champion babyface to fuck you I'm the world champion fight me yeah we got the return of that one yeah what I thought was so interesting was in the promo that followed which was a money fucking promo we kind of got a hybridization of everything talking about how you know uh, Moxley's a, a great champion father and husband but you know what I am too. I am a father. You say I'm a kid. I'm not a kid. I'm 31 goddamn years old. I brought life into this world. I put life into the ground. And he just gets fired up and he starts like Rick fucking Flair punching himself yeah. in the head and he starts bleeding and bruising immediately. Like it was fucking awesome. He said, you know, he, 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 uh, his best friends and he tried to go for the trios title failed. His old friends have disappeared, but he's still here. And he needs to have the world title. It's not that he wants to win. It's that he needs to. And yeah. uh, so good. Just so, so good. I I loved 90% of the segment. Mm-hmm. But the segment got derailed and ruined by fucking MJF up in the yeah. uh, box watching, which distracted the crowd, which then had Mox and Hangman looking around like, what the fuck's going on? It detracted from, like you said, the money promo yeah. from from Paige and a good one from Mox as well. I, we know he has the chip, man. You don't have yeah. to cut to reaction shots of him after every line that one of these guys says it 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 killed the segment oh, i didn't kill it but it, yeah. it detracted from it severely basically you could have gotten uh the same juice out of the squeeze with like you know one establishing shot where he's up in the balcony uh yeah while you have the two of them in ring you know the 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 basically yeah. the, the full wide shot of that and maybe the shot where he's eating the popcorn because that popped me but <laughs> beyond that like the constant cutting back and forth would just too much it's too much but too uh, much and get a reaction shot at the end yeah. you know establish him there maybe the popcorn and then the reaction shot at the end that's that's all you need i don't have to see his facial reaction to every fucking line it was it was overkill and it kind of pissed me off yeah yeah i, I i'm very much with you on that uh anyway you look at it looking forward to the match on tuesday night then we had jericho defending the ring of honor world title against brian danielson their third match yeah. in their series Definitely better than the first. Don't know how I feel about this one versus the second, but a damn fine match just the same. Yeah. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, Jericho coming out as Lionheart and doing, mm-hmm. you know, the greatest hits of Jericho throughout the match. Yeah. Um, Brian, you know, being Brian, it's fucking great. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but so, then wonkiness. Yes, the, the, exactly. You know, the, the shenanigans the came out uh, as... Uh, Danielson uh, does a backflip out of the corner. Paul Turner gets pulled into Danielson, takes a bump, and then uh, Menard throws the world title to Jericho. Now, of course, in storyline, Paul Turner was just made senior official because of shenanigans like these. Thank you. Thank you. Like, 
you, why are you going to bring that storyline up on TV and not follow up with it? They didn't follow up with it with the bullshit with Bryce and the hammer and pack. Yeah. I mean, in terms of the officials regulating themselves, yeah. um, they just let pack cheat for a couple weeks and no mention of it was made. Right. And then, you know, Paul Turner takes a bump and he doesn't have anybody on standby in case a ref falls down for a yeah. fucking, or he doesn't throw out the match out when he here. comes, you know, comes out from under. Right. Uh, stupid, inconsistent bullshit right there. So Jericho has the belt. Garcia, maybe a second or five behind on his uh, cue on that one. A little late. But, a little uh, late on the cue. Plus, it was a long ramp, too. So yeah. they really had to stall in there. So uh, Garcia takes the title away from Jericho. Jericho gets hit with a, a flying knee by Danielson. Um, and Danielson gets up. It looks like this can be his big moment. Garcia fucking flies with the title on his hand. And Merck's yeah. Danielson. So we had the, the big turn. Uh, and then Parker throws the ref in the ring. Jericho makes a cover. One, two, three. Garcia hints the Ring of Honor title. Jericho post match. And, uh, you know, he's back with the JAS. Uh, Wheeler Yuta and Regal come down. Yuta has a stare down with Garcia. So I guess that feud's going to pop back up. Um, but, yeah. I, I will say. That's fine. Where where the fuck is that Lee Moriarty feud we were promised a few weeks ago? Yeah, I don't, you know, I don't love the finish of this. Again, you know, I understand why they made Jericho champion, but I still don't love it. Um, and then I sort of sort of felt like the the payoff to this whole thing was Garcia, either, you know, either if not joining BCC, at least leaving JAS. Yeah, yeah, and going off on back his own. Status quo. And I was like, okay, that's a little disappointing. But well, uh, it is a Chris Jericho feud, which means it has to go one beat too long. This fucking the JAS and BCC have been, feud- been feuding the entire fucking calendar year. <laughs> Stop it! Stop it! <laughs> I'm sick of this shit. Yeah, it's it's not great. It's not. Fuck's sake! Great. All these fucking wrestlers you have around there, we get the same iteration of matches for an entire year. Fuck out of here. Yeah, not wonderful. Uh, what was wonderful, though, was Renee backstage with Nyla Rose, Marina Shafir, and Vicky Guerrero, as Nyla uh, seems to just be moving into being a live-action shit poster with her promos, which I'm totally fine I'm with. I'm okay with it. Uh, she yeah. even decided to remix herself mid-promo, which was goddamn <laughs> delightful. <laughs> what was not delightful, though, is... Actually, before I, before I criticize this... Answer a question for me, Chris. Is okay. Anna J in kayfabe dumb? <laughs> um, I don't think she's kayfabe dumb. I think she's easily pliable. Okay. Because she challenges Nyla for a match uh-huh. on Rampage on Friday for the right. TBS title that Nyla had stolen but doesn't actually... Oh, she's not the right. She even pointed that out champion. earlier in, in in her challenge before challenging Nyla Rose. She points out that she, Nyla Rose had stolen the title, but then continues uh, to challenge her anyway. So, yeah, that that's that does not make a lot of sense there. No, not a big fan. Not a big fan of that. And uh, confusing. Like, why shouldn't a plucky baby face? Well, then again, Jade's a heel. Why should anyone be trying to get the belt from Nyla right now? I don't understand it. 
anyway, what was awesome, though, was Tony Storm and Hikaru Shida against Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. Great fucking match, but goddamn, they need to pull the trigger on Jamie Hayter as women's champion as soon as humanly possible. Yeah, I mean, I really don't have any reason as to why that hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Uh, she is, she's, she's everything. Yeah. And uh, those, uh, those shorts of hers are doing the Lord's work. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up uh, winning with the uh, high stack for a flash pin on Britt Baker. Uh, yeah. So that's going to lead to Sheeta versus Tony Storm on Tuesday Dynamite, which should be a really fucking good match. Yeah, no uh, doubt. And then the main event was for the All Atlantic Championship pack defending against Orange Cassidy. Uh, this, this was, you know, three for three for these guys. Uh, they have such a great chemistry. Uh, OC was, you know, right in the thick of it from the jump. Um and as we talked about via text this week, I, I think it's fair to say that Pac may be the best wrestler on the planet to never be world champion in a major organization. Yeah, um, it's hard to argue. I mean, the guy's fantastic. He does. He, he's just capable of everything. Yeah. You know, he he did. You know, he does the the whole bastard shtick. Him uh, doing the OC comedy kicks was just surreally hilarious. <laughs> um, you know, he just has that that don't give a fuck attitude. He's yeah. amazingly agile. He sells a DDT better than anybody in the history of pro wrestling. Yes. Um, just absolutely a joy to watch. God. And, and they were going for it in this one. The, the Falcon arrow oh, yeah. out of the dive. Oh, my God. Well, catching him off yeah, the dive. Yeah, catching him on the just, dive was amazing, but then the Falcon era out of it was sick as hell. Then there was the uh, tombstone on the ramp, uh, and I yep. loved the gimmick of OC rolling his way back to the ring. Yep. Thought that was yep. lovely. Uh, and then... There was uh, the part where um, OC was on the top rope, and Pac did the roll out of the way like he had done to him in prior matches. Yes. Which was fantastic. Yeah, so good. Uh, and then the finish, though filled with shenanigans was appropriate for the the story they'd established so far. So uh, Pac goes for the the ring bell hammer. He is stopped by a random individual who was Dan Housen under at least three layers of disguise. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Which I thought was hysterical. Uh, Dan Housen curses Pac and then just gets punched right in the face. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean that's pretty much what you need Dan Housen for. So yes. yeah, no no notes there. So Pack turns, but then around Bryce pops yeah, up because yeah. of the shenanigans. Yeah. Bryce is right behind him, takes the bell uh, hammer away from Pack. But Pack, like a cartoon villain, has a second <laughs> yeah. hammer underneath the apron. Uh, yep, yep, yep. But Pack takes too long. He eats an orange punch. Cassidy thinks about uh, grabbing the hammer. Bryce tells him not to do it. Pack gets roll up. You think, oh shit, that's the finish. OC had a change of heart. You know, yeah. too late. Is that what takes him out? No, it wasn't. Just a two count. Cassidy pops back up, hits another brutal orange punch, and uh, gets the win and the uh, All Atlantic Championship first title for Orange Cassidy in All Elite Wrestling. Big moment as the uh, orange confetti flies throughout the arena. And we get the yeah. big hug as we uh, send it uh, to, uh, what was it, BattleBots? Whatever the fuck was on afterwards. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, the match was fantastic. Like it, it's it's on my match of the year list. Like everything yeah. about it, totally clicked. Um, yes. Even though a, a solid chunk of it was uh, during a commercial break, which I missed. Um, they did do a couple highlights from the picture in picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, th- those guys, you know. It's a fight forever situation with those two, yes. um, which, you know, uh, kind of is coming into play for Tuesday when <laughs> they're putting the the death triangle has the trios titles on the line against best friends and OC. So, yeah, um, they better not drop those fucking titles. Then I'll be pissed. Like, I'm OK with OC beating pack here, but yes. I, 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 I will not be OK if death triangle loses this match. Well, I mean, they don't really have any other major trios right now. So. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Anyway, that took us to the show on Friday that was taped on Thursday. Show kicked off with the BCC duo of John Moxley and Claudio Castagnoli defeating the Butcher and the Blade in a very, very good match. Uh, Good to see them boys back. Good to see them back. And I just want to say, since we didn't talk about it in the Dynamite recap, uh, the brief promo for Butcher and the Blade on Wednesday was a fucking joy. If only for the Butcher starting with his promo with, Hey, you crumbs! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that definitely is an, a, an appropriate, you know, word for somebody who looks like the Butcher to say, I'm here for it. It's like straight out of Gangs of New York. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm here for it. Big, big fan of it. I uh, got a brief promo from the BCC after that. And then Renee Paquette was backstage with Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Strickland was making fun of the fact that the acclaim lost scissor me to Mark Sterling. But Keith Lee getting up in his shit for Shane Strickland cheating to beat Billy Gunn. So some dissension is showing in the Swerve in Our Glory duo. Okay. Uh, and then Renee Paquette had another interview. She was interviewing the Dark Order. Uh he was uh, or they were interrupted by Jose, the assistant, and uh, <laughs> 10 put out a challenge against Rush for next week. Sorry, Roosh for next week. Roosh. Yeah. No, he wants to fight the Canadian uh, alt rock. Well, duo. Uh, the, the power trio. Well, yes. What, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm uh, sure they've maybe replaced Neil Peart by now. But if 10 wins. Was it Alex Lifeson who died? Which one died? Neil Peart died, right? Yeah. Neil Peart died. Yeah. Um. 10 challenge Roosh, and if 10 wins, uh, LFI have to leave the Dark Order alone. Uh, but as they are putting their hands in to uh, be like, you know, go Dark Order, whatever. The B Sharps. Yes. Uh, an extra hand jump dropped in as... Chief Wiggum. Not no. Chief Wiggum, unfortunately. No. Stu Grayson returned for at least one As night. the Mountie and said, you're all under arrest. <laughs> hey, the Mountie was backstage on Wednesday. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Nice. Um, well, I mean, J- you're in Canada. You got to got a Rougeau there, right? Exactly. Uh, the JAS cut a big promo um, without Sammy and Tamello, which was interesting, but still. Uh, okay. Daniel Garcia explained his actions, but he, he said he doesn't blame the fans for it, uh, you know, unlike what a real sports entertainer would do. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, when Jericho hit Garcia with the belt, Two weeks ago in D.C., Garcia learned it was better to be a sports entertainer. And then Jericho promised to beat all the former Ring of Honor world champions, which brought out Dalton Castle. Hey, you know, we mentioned it a couple weeks ago that he was around. Then here we go. So thanks for listening, Tony. So Castle cut a great fucking promo. 
<laughs> uh, he called Jericho a quote unquote stupid, silly, naive little goose. <laughs> and said he broke his back for the Ring of Honor title. Which is Literally. true. Literally, yeah. <laughs> but it's going to be Dalton Castle against Jericho on Tuesday on Dynamite. That'll be fun, man. I- I'm happy Dalton Castle's getting a, a te- nationally televised match. Yes, agreed. That he'll uh, not win in a million years, but it'll still be a fun showcase for him. Yeah. Uh, Neither Rose defeated Anna Jay. Uh, it was just over five minutes long. The main bit I want to mention about this is after the match, Vicky Guerrero holds up a 1-0 and sign. <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, all right but then did jade uh, not have clearance to get into canada is that uh, well what's... the baddies and jade cargill came out afterwards and oh, tried okay. to retrieve the title but the security ran interference and nihilus still has the belt gotcha okay um ari davari cut a promo saying his offer oh, to geez. hook wasn't to join the Trustbusters. it was for fifty thousand dollars for the ftw belt if hook isn't interested in selling the belt davari will just beat him for it so. Good luck with that, kid. Um, uh, we had a very, very quick match between Ethan Page and Isaiah Cassidy. Just over two minutes. Ethan Oof. Page wins, so Matt Hardy has to join the firm. Okay. I just hope they just destroy his contract and tell him to go home. I mean, that would be the best <laughs> the best, best case scenario here. Uh, Arch Cassidy was doing a pre-tape promo saying he's happy he won the All-Atlantic Championship, but now best friends want to challenge Death Triangle for the World Trios titles. So you hear someone off screen say, uh, how about Tuesday on Dynamite? And uh, OC says, wait, Dynamite's on Tuesday this week? <laughs> so okay. we're getting that on, uh, like on a very, very uh, packed Dynamite. Then the main special event, edition. Yeah. Uh, then the main event was... Um, FTR and Sean Spears against the embassy of uh, Brian Cage and the Gates of Agony. Surprise, surprise, FTR and Sean Spears won. Now they're calling uh, them the pinnacle again? Yes, they are calling them the pinnacle again. Okay. Um, Spears hits the C4 for the pinfall. He also had Bret Hart-inspired gear. Okay. Is 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 uh, Mark Sterling going to come out and say he uh, trademarked the uh, the pinnacle for use in pro wrestling next week? Is that the next? Uh, or they're not baby faces. Oh, they are baby faces. So, yeah, that could yeah. work. Yeah, it, it, it could and, and possibly should work. But I'll tell you what did work for me. So after the match, FTR and uh, Sean Spears are celebrating and out comes <sighs> the kingdom. Matt Taven and Mike Bennett and, and Maria. Maria. Yeah. <laughs> but why? Oh, why? Okay. I, yeah. I liked Ring of Honor. I, I was there for one of the first shows, man. I've enjoyed the Tony Khan version of Ring of Honor. But when I sit well, I'd down to watch on my AEW, but yeah, yeah, when I sit down to watch AEW, I want to watch AEW. Yeah, and also Matt Taven and Mike Bennett represent the period of time I watched the least amount of Ring of Honor. I don't give a shit about them being in AEW. Yes, they're perfectly correct. fine, but they have an entire locker room of guys who are perfectly fine, if not good if not great yeah 
Yeah, the there are a lot of people I, I would have rather see than uh, Taven and Bennett at this the, point. The only benefit I can see is Maria helping out with the women's division. That's it. I mean, she was never work rate. No, no, no. She she was booking the Ring of Honor women's division. Oh, and she okay. has her other company now, uh, Women's Wrestling Army. I think they're called. Uh, yeah, I did not know that existed. Yeah, it's it, it's an indie right now, but she's trying to make it a bigger deal, and and she wants to actually like shop it around and like. She'd even say, "Well, if Ring of Honor can't get a fucking deal, how is this Podunk Maria Canellis run fucking one going to get a deal?" Fucking, I'm with you, but I I need somebody to pick up Ring of Honor because I need the brands to split. Yes, this is I don't I don't want to see Jay Lethal on my TV every week. I don't want. Although I will say the the these assholes on Hey He uh, Hey EW was. Yeah pretty delightful uh but mostly due to sanjay dutt um and rj city yeah but, i mean sanjay dutt we we've established great promo guy great promo guy yeah nothing yeah. Him, him just completely breaking at everything rj city said just made it a lot more fun yeah. um yeah lethal the kingdom uh these guys i just you know send garcia and and jericho over there and let them do uh, a pay-per-view and and you know uh, <laughs> You know, Jericho obviously will still appear on Dynamite. Sure. Uh, and I don't want to I don't want to lose FTR. Um, but I just I. It's almost it almost seems like there's um, more attention being put in the, the Ring of Honor side of things than AEW sometimes. And it's kind of disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I don't disagree at all. Uh, I mean, look, Dynamite this coming Tuesday sounds awesome. Uh, Renee Paquette interviewing Danielson and Wheeler Yuta. We hear from MJF. We've got the trios title match of Death Triangle versus Best Friends, Ring of Honor title match of Chris Jericho versus Dalton Castle, uh, women's world title match, Tony Storm defending against Hikaru Shida, and John Moxley defending the men's world title against Hangman Adam Page. It's going to be a great fucking show. But god yeah. damn it, that's AEW matches I want to see. Yeah. On AEW programming. It's really not that hard. And I don't need. The goddamn kingdom. No, thank you. AEW is chocolate. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor, not quite peanut butter status. It's more like liverwurst status. I don't want chocolate flavored liverwurst. Get it the fuck off my TV. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. You think you know nuts? I'll show you nuts. Try AJ's nuts. Try my nuts! From fire-roasted peanuts and cashews to paprika-coated almonds and candied pecans, AJ's Nuts are the perfect gift for your girlfriend, your bodyguard, your boyfriend, 
ex-boyfriend, your other ex-boyfriend, or your other other ex-boyfriend. Buy my nuts now! AJ's nuts are slow-smoked in small batches by large African men in extraordinarily small outfits. Buy my nuts or I'll murder your family! Once you've tried AJ's nuts, you'll be crazy to eat any other brand. What did you call me? I mean, why did you call me crazy? Why am I crazy? This is a crazy... <sighs> AJ's nuts. Seriously, this chick is goddamn insane. Sold separately or paired with a replica of that abysmal Divas Championship belt.